0: ...living by the ethic of the kingdom of God. We have a different code of ethics. We have a different motive for how we live our lives. And so many times, we're drawn to being just like the world. And sometimes we try to be so much like the world in order to get a hearing from them. The irony is, the more we become like the world, the less necessary we are. We aren't performing how we're supposed to perform in this world. We aren't functioning as we're supposed to function. When we blend into it, I think when people come to church, they need to hear a message that is so unfamiliar that at first they find it a little odd. If nothing they hear here sounds any different than what they hear out there, why is what we're saying important? I think when they come in and hear our music that's different than anywhere else because it's acapella and it's different words than the radio that they heard on the way here, it tells us we're different, tells them we're different. The Lord's Supper is unlike anything else you'll ever experience anywhere else. And our leadership is different than anywhere else in the world. And when God, Jesus, tried to tell the apostles how different the kingdom leadership is, it just couldn't get through their heads. In our world, it's going to be the same kind of way. Okay. The New Testament describes the church as being led by elders and deacons. And our eldership is what we're talking about this morning. They don't have a positional authority like policemen or your boss. They can't fire you. They can't give you a ticket. They can't arrest you. It's not that kind of authority. It's a a persuasive authority. It's the way they've lived their lives is so attractive to us because it's how we want our lives led that we want to follow them. We want to follow the path that they're making for themselves, that they're demonstrating so capably in front of us. And so I'm willing to walk behind them, and I'm willing to submit to them, and I'm willing to follow the path that they're establishing, and I want them to lead over us into places that maybe I don't even have the strength of character to go. That's persuasive authority. We've all had a role in deciding whether we'll serve under these two men who are being added today, We've watched Randy and Jennifer Carleton over the years. We've seen their body of work, we've seen their ethic, we've seen the way they raise their family. We admire them, we appreciate the sense of humor that he has. We uh, have born we can witness with our own eyes how they've made choices and they make good decisions in their lives. It's the same for Jeff and Ryan Madden. We trust them. They've proven themselves. We're not choosing them so they will become elder material. We're choosing them because they already are. They're doing stuff like this, and we've watched them over the years the way they raise their kids, and their kids are exceptional young people. And that's what we want to happen with the members of this church. If they can lead us like they've led their families, we've got a bright future at Valley View. So we agree this morning we're going to submit to their leadership. We're willing to follow where they're going because we believe that God is leading them. And if any time any one of you wants to walk away, they can't stop you. They will try, but if you refuse to submit, nothing can really be done. But that wouldn't be good for you. This morning, you're being asked as a body of believers to recognize these men as godly men with godly wives raising godly families. Men that you will follow and honor and respect and submit to voluntarily and enthusiastically. Because you believe they're going to help you mature as Christians. We often read of the qualifications in all the passages of Scripture about what kind of men they should be. Those were read two or three weeks ago as you were to decide whether you're willing to serve under them. But today I want to talk a moment about what their tasks are. What is the job description of an elder? There are a few passages that will do this. Acts chapter 20 is one of them. And Paul calls the Ephesian elders to himself and says, I'm never going to see you again. I want to remind you of the way I lived among you and I want to admonish you to live the same way. But here's the main imperative that he gives those elders at Ephesus that day, the last day he would ever see them. Pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers, to care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. Here's what these men are being challenged to do. You don't just look after your own maturity. You do. They need to continue to grow in their maturity and in the way that they have a deep spirituality. Yes, but now they need to concern themselves with how we can be more spiritual. How can they bring the word to bear on us in our lives? And I also believe this, church. These men have been led by the Holy Spirit to serve this function. These two men being added today because of what we have done and the tests they've been brought through, the Holy Spirit has decided this time in Valley View's history needs Jeff Madden and Randy Carlton to be in the leadership of this church. And we as a group acknowledge it pay careful attention to yourselves and all the church members. I want to see these two men continue to grow in the things that they've always done. But also want them to have a special role in deciding things that will oversee our own spiritual development. They have a responsibility to look after false doctrine that might arise here. But also, when we get a little lazy, when we get a little spiritually complacent, these two men have a responsibility to spur us on a little more. They make sure that our Bible classes are properly conducted so that we're fed and so that what's preached from this pulpit really is the word of God and it's strengthening and they oversee opportunities to provide strength and nourishment for all of us and they'll answer for how they did this then we turn to Titus chapter 1 passage with a lot of qualifications in it it's called they're called God's stewards of his church verse 7 but I want you to see that he says it says the so that this is the purpose statement he must hold keep hold firm to the trustworthy word is taught so that this is an elder here so that he may be able to give instruction in sound doctrine and rebuke those who contradict it These men serve for this main reason, to know the Word so well they can bring it to bear in the circumstances of your life and recognize when something's being done or taught that is incorrect and be able to challenge it. They're our first line of defense against dangers that crop up in our lives. But the best description is Ezekiel chapter 34. God fires all the elders of Israel every one of them I said, "I." said, he says I, I fire you, you're done here's what he says he says I'm going to become the shepherd of my people and I want you to notice the things he does I myself will make them lie down declares the Lord God I will seek the lost, I will bring back the strayed I will bind up the injured, I will strengthen the weak and the fat and the strong I will destroy, I will feed them in justice that's what God calls our elders to do that's their job description The role that Randy and Jeff take on today and that all eight of these men now have is a serious one. Please be in prayer for them as they serve. This role is why we have church membership. I have debates with people every once in a while and they say, I've never heard anywhere in the Bible it says you become a member of a congregation. I get that. I know that's true. But I also know this, that if a shepherd is responsible for the people in his flock, he needs to know who those people are. He needs to know who is it that's here that I feel a responsibility to to look after. And if you're a person who comes casually, you come every once in a while, and then you go out, but you're not really a member here, I don't think the elder has a responsibility toward you beyond what happens in this moment. But he does have a responsibility if you're a member of the Valley View Church of Christ. These men are our shepherds. You know that and you submit to that. This role is really difficult in our times. We live in an individual culture where everybody says it's about me and my stuff and decisions I make and no one has any kind of say in what I do. It's also because this congregation is particularly large How does eight men look after this many people? It's their obligation and it's their challenge. But we can, as a body, make this more manageable. Here's Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17. Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they're keeping watch over you for those who have to give an account too. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning, for that would be of no advantage to you. The blessing that you have is that you have eight godly men who are going to help you become better than you are right now. And it's no benefit to you to work against them, to resist them, or to be obnoxious. There's no sense in that. So I'm going to ask you as a church two questions. At the end of the two questions, I expect to hear I do. We're not getting married, but it's similar. Here's the two questions. Do you as a church agree to serve under the oversight of these men to submit to their way of life and leadership so that their work is a joy? Do you promise to keep these men in prayer as they do their best to be a great blessing to you? And for these men, where they are, I ask you to make the same covenant. Do you, Jeff and Randy, agree to serve, along with Danny and Wes and Mac and Paul and Terry and Gary, carefully monitoring your own walk, giving diligent attention to the walk of the members at Valley View? Do you agree to engage in serious prayer about your task and study deeply the word and watch carefully and lovingly the lives of the members of this congregation? In a moment, they're going to be able to answer that. I have one verse to share with these men this morning. If I had one verse to put before an eldership, it would be this. It's actually two verses together. It was Paul's goal. It was also his method, and it reveals his power source. Colossians chapter 1, verses 28 and 29. Him we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ. For this I toil, struggling with all the energy that he powerfully works within me. That's the goal of this eldership. Gary James has a word for our new elders and for all of them before we have a prayer for these men.
1: Thank you, Spencer, for for those uh, comments. It's a beautiful day. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it because this is a day when we're going to be joined by some more uh, elders here and to to continue the work that's already been started and well developed, but to look forward to what can happen in the future. And as we do, I want to read again uh, from... 1 Timothy, I want to read these uh, the description here. Here is a trustworthy saying. If anyone sets his heart on being an overseer, he desires a noble task. Now the overseer must be above reproach, the husband of one wife, temperate, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not given to drunkenness, nor vi- not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome not a lover of money. He must manage his own family well and see that his children obey him with proper respect. If anyone does not know how to manage his own family, how can he take care of God's church? He must be, he must not be a recent convert, Or he may become conceited and fall under the same judgment as the devil. He must also have a good reputation with outsiders so that he will not fall into disgrace and into the devil's trap. And then in verse 11, in the same way their wives are to be women worthy of respect, not malicious talkers, but temperate and trustworthy in everything it's a joy to be able to be in this situation where we're going to uh, ask your affirmation for their support would uh, the new would Randy would you and Jeff come up here along with our present uh, elders our if you would, come up and kind of gather over on this side. You guys are going to be out in front. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it is a great day. It is a great day. We have already, as a group, affirmed our support of these men. Thank you for that. Where's, what happened, to Spencer? <laughs> Thank you for that, Spencer. And, and now I'm, I want to make sure that we have all understand that you new men understand the role that you're accepting and that you're doing it with uh, joy and, and without tribulation or any problems. And you're looking forward to serving with these, uh, with the rest of us. Am I able to hear you say that you're, you're yes. going to be able to yes. do that and be glad to do that? Yes. Well, we, we look forward to uh, we look forward to moving on from here as a group. You know what? This group, uh, the re- these six for sure. I mean, we haven't worked with these closely, but these six get along. It's kind of like it's kind of like a marriage in the sense that we don't always agree <laughs> But we do always get along and I think every one of these guys would agree with me on that and, uh, and to me, that's the beauty of having a Plurality of elders not just one or two but but several because you will get different viewpoints and different inputs And, of course, we have different ages. Some of you guys are not as old as I am. And, of course, (laughs) I'm no longer as young as you are. And we do have different inputs from that. But it is a great and wonderful day. And uh, now I'm going to ask as a final thing that Brother Spencer... uh, uh, like Timothy did so long ago that he leads a a prayer of uh, conclusion for this situation.
0: If the present, they're all present elders, the long-serving elders would put your hands on these two younger ones, and we're going to have this prayer together. Father, you are so clear in your word about the importance of leadership among your people. The story of you with your people is laced with rebellion and stumbling that is directly tied to poor leadership or poor submission. We know how important this is to you and for us. So this day is something that's vital to those who are seeking to mature as your people who attend here at Valley View. We recognize Jeff and Randy as men who have devoted their lives to developing your heart and living out of it. We all want to live lives of that kind of faithfulness, and we believe that they can help us do that. We believe these men are genuine men of yours, married to your daughters. We ask that you give them strength and wisdom and grace to fulfill your designs for this role. May they follow the chief shepherd and how they conduct themselves and how they look out for the people you love. May they have the sincere desire to see your people here thrive on a walk with you that shapes their lives more and more into the image of your son. Lord, we, we beg you to give them your heart, to fill them with your spirit and with an eagerness to serve and a hatred for sin and a joy that comes from being people who are mature in the faith. May all the elders at Valley View have the goal of presenting every member who submits themselves to you and to their leadership as mature in Christ. Give each of us as members a heart of submission before them. Make their work a joy as something that rewards and delights them even as it challenges them to become ever more deeply rooted in you. Empower them to find great satisfaction in this work even when it's hard and even when it taxes their emotions because it will. Bless Valley View Church through these men. Bless these men through the Valley View Church. Enable them to guide us through the challenges that will come our way. Enable them to recognize the spiritually weak and the sick and make them capable of gently but firmly guiding them to wholeness. Grant them the gift of discernment. Burden them with a sense of responsibility. Give them creativity and energy to do things that spur us on toward greater holiness. Help them to lead us, Lord, into what you want us to be at Valley View and Jonesboro. And when the Chief Shepherd appears, we pray that you present to them the unfading crown of glory that you promise. All this we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.